hand. Jesus, I 
your seats. My name is Liz, and along with um, Fern and some others, we are uh, doing tooing, taking, whatever, your all-age service this morning. So I see some of you are sat around tables. Some of you have dressed up. The rest of you, shame on you. Get yourself to a table. Put on a headdress, put on an outfit, and let's take part. This is an interactive all-age service. So if you do feel inclined to edge to the left or edge to the right, please do so. We've got some lovely people and children that are already decorated. I love these kings at the front here. Can I have a wave from the kings? Brilliant. They're lovely. And we have a sheep at the back. Is there a sheep at the back? Yeah. I, think, I think it's called Barbaran. Anyway, and some angels as well. Lots of angels today. But anyway, we hope that amongst all of this, that you feel welcome here today. If this is your first time here and you need to use the facilities or anything else, then please see Fox at the back. He's our main man and he will direct you to where you need to go or what you would need. But also, if you're not sure how things are going to pan out this morning, it'll go a little like this. Some of you, like I say, will be sitting on a costume. Some of you are wearing it. And like I say, please feel free to chat, uh, to dress while I chat a little bit. Um, there are adult ones as well. So, you know, you don't have to squeeze into a small costume. For the rest of the service, we'll sing, chat, listen, and we'll watch. And possibly you'll even play your part here today. That's for you big people again, so I am going to keep on about you. But we also hope that you'll take a little part of the Christmas story into your homes here today. We're going to watch a clip. Sorry, I've just realized that this has changed. We were going to have the offering here, but it's a little difficult to get around with the table, so we're going to have a retiring offering. There'll be some boxes at the back of the church where Fox is directing for you to leave your um, offerings when you leave rather than doing it now. So we're just going to watch a clip um, here. Don't worry, actually, if you haven't come uh, ready to um, put in the offering, that, that's fine. Um, we, we don't... Don't, just don't worry about that. We'll just, um, that's fine. Anyway, we're just, I'm getting in a muddle now. We're just going to watch a clip. <laughs> hey, little guy. <laughs> it's okay, Bob. huge guy with two dogs coming after Mary, and if we don't do something now, then the baby's not gonna... Oh, looks like... Looks like you guys handle it. Sweet. <sighs> this seat taken? Everyone, this is Mary and Joseph. And that's their new baby. <laughs> the flock is growing. <sighs> no, not happening. Don't even think about it. It's okay. Let them in. Look with your eyes! See? He's just a baby. 
Hello, get him. Thaddeus, are we good dogs now? We have to try. Um, uh, 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 I'm sorry, is this, is this your stable? <laughs> no, 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 no. We've come to honor the new king. I'm sorry. <laughs> king? Where? Uh, what is he talking about? A king? What's his name? His name is Jesus. For Jesus. Gold. Myrrh. Do you guys like frankincense? I never know what to get. Thank you. For the newborn king. We're never going to hear the end of this, are we? And I hope we never do. You know, I think people are going to remember this night. What happened here around this manger will be celebrated for thousands of years. Families will come together and exchange presents and sing carols, all to remember the grace of this moment that we are witnessing right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Deborah. She's back to talking crazy again. It's okay. Thank you. clip to watch isn't it that's really good it just brings it home uh, the Christmas story uh, let's pray father God I thank you for each and every person here in this building today father thank you that you have brought them here for whatever reason I pray Lord that uh, your spirit will be here and that their hearts will be open to um, hear your word today Father, I pray that this interactive nativity service today will just be a blessing to many people. Father, I pray in advance for the money collected for today's offering. And I pray, Lord, that that will be used wisely uh, within the church and the outreach work that we do here. So, Father, I just pray that you'll just hear this prayer in your name. Amen. We're going to stand and sing another song. Please stand for this one. to crap as well if you like
excellent. Like a little bit of action when we have a song. Please take your seats. We're moving on to the next part of our service today. And we're going to hear the nativity nativity story told from someone's point of view, but maybe not a human. It may be something else. But we'd all like you to take part in this story, which is why I was asking you to dress up. But as you haven't dressed up, you're going to be asked to take on the role of either an angel or a shepherd, a wise man, a Mary, king, and, and shepherds, and the animals. I can't lip read, I'm really sorry, Fern. Anyway, so I'm going to hand over to our storyteller, and she will explain more about this and what you would need to do. My name's Dave, Dave the donkey. Pleased to meet you all. So, I live here in Bethlehem, in this stable. It's not five star, but it's better than the last place I lived. I get food and drink, and I've got some great mates here, like my mate Nugget. He's one of the chickens. Anyway, I need to tell you about the other night. I'm not sure you're going to believe me, but what I'm about to tell you actually really happened, and I could not believe my eyes. But I'm going to need your help to tell the story. So, if you hear me say some certain words, I need you to make some sounds and say some words. So, if you hear me say the word angel, I need you to sing... If you hear me say the word Mary, I need you to sing, Isn't she lovely? <laughs> if, I, if you hear me say the word shepherd, I need you to say, Oh, stinky. If I say innkeepers, I need you to say, Cheers. And if I say wise men, I need you to say, from the east. So let's have a practice, ready? Angels. Oh, lovely. Mary. (laughs) Great. Uh, Shepherds. Innkeepers. And wise men. Okay, brilliant. So let me tell you all about it. So, about nine months ago, I was looking on the Bethlehem page, Facebook page, and there was a post from Gary the Goat. He's my cousin, but that's a whole other story. Anyway, he posted about a young girl that feeds him. Now, what was her name? Oh, yes, Mary. She was engaged to a guy called Joseph. He had something to do with King David. 
Anyway, one morning, Mary was minding her own business when suddenly a great warrior of light appeared right in her bedroom. It was an angel called Gabriel. He said he was a special messenger from heaven. But this is all according to Gary's Facebook post. Well, Mary was shocked by this shining man standing in front of her. But he said, do not be scared. God is very happy with you, Mary. You are going to have a baby, a little boy, and you're going to call him Jesus. He is God's own son. He's the one. He's the rescuer. Well, according to Gary, Mary and Joseph weren't like Rupert and Rose the rabbits next door. No, they've got loads of kids. Mary and Joseph weren't like them at all. But you see, the God who flung planets into space and keeps them whirling around and around, the God who made the universe with just one word, the one who could do anything at all, was making himself small and coming down as a baby to rescue the world. So, like I said, I read all about this nine months ago. But sure enough, the other night, just as the angel had said, this Mary and Joseph turned up here in my little town of Bethlehem. Mary was riding on a donkey. Her name was Doris. Well, I got talking to her after I offered her a carrot. And apparently, they had travelled from their home in Nazareth to Bethlehem for the census, as Joseph used to live here, so he had to come back to be counted. Well, they needed a place to stay. They had tried the loaves and fishes in, the angel in. You asked Nugget the Chicken about that place. Well, but all the innkeepers told them that there was no room for them to stay. They were all fully booked up because of the census. So they tried one more in. They knocked on the door of the burning bush just round the front here and spoke to Brian, the innkeeper. He said exactly like all the other innkeepers had said there was no room, but he could see she was about to pop. So, all he could do was offer them a dry room round the back, which was my stable. Like I said before, it's not five star and definitely not the place to be having a baby, but Polly the pig had her piglets here. So right here, amongst the chickens, the cows, the pigs, even the rats, 
in the quiet of the night, God gave the world his wonderful gift. The baby that would change the world was born. Well, I was a bit put out because they wrapped him up to keep him warm and used our feeding trough as his cradle, but he was really cute. They called him Jesus and said, Emmanuel. Doris said that means God has come to live with us. But that's not the end of the story. I stepped outside to get some fresh air and amongst the other stars, there was a new, brighter star. It was so bright, it made all the other stars look pale. You see, God had put it there. It was like a big spotlight shining on Jesus, lighting up the darkness, showing the people the way to him. God was like a new daddy. He couldn't keep the good news to himself, so he pulled out all the stops. He sent an angel to tell Mary the good news, and he put a special star in the sky to show where his baby boy was. Well, then I got a phone call from Sean. Yes, my mate the sheep. He lives just outside my little town of Bethlehem. God sent a choir of angels singing over his hill. They have these smelly old shepherds that look after them, and they smell worse than Sean. Well, all the sheep darted away, and when the shepherds turned around, standing in front of them was a choir of angels. The singing man said, don't be afraid of me. I haven't come to hurt you. I've come to bring you happy news for everyone everywhere. Today, in David's town in Bethlehem, God's son has been born. You can go and see him. He is sleeping in a manger. Then all the angels started to sing glory to God. Then as quickly as they appeared, the angels left. So the shepherds stamped out their fire, left the sheep, poor old Sean. They raced down the grassy hills, through the gates of Bethlehem, down the narrow cobbled streets, through the courtyard, down some steep, steep steps, past the inn, round the corner, through a hedge, until at last they reached us here. They caught their breath, then they quietly tiptoed inside. They knelt down on our dirty floor. They had heard about this promised child, and now he was here. Heaven's son. This baby would be like that bright star shining in the sky that night. A light to light up the whole world, chasing away the darkness, helping people to see. And the darker the night got, the brighter the star shone. Then suddenly, I get a text message from my second cousin, Colin. I had not seen him for years. He's a camel, but he lives far away in the east. 
He texts saying that he was on his way to Bethlehem and when he gets here, he would tell me all about it over a beer. And that's what we did. So, in his village in the east, three wise men saw the very same star that was shining right over my stable. They knew it was a sign that a baby king had been born. They had been waiting for this star, and they knew it would come. They started shouting, he's here, he's here. Then at dawn, they packed up the camels and wrapped gifts for the baby. They brought the most precious treasures of all, frankincense, gold, and myrrh. Special, sparkly, lovely, gleaming things, just right for a king. The three wise men set off. They rode their camels across endless deserts, up steep, steep mountains, down into deep, deep valleys, through raging rivers over grassy plains, night and day, day and night, until at last they reached Jerusalem. Jerusalem is by far the most important city for miles around here. They thought that's where a palace would be and kings would be born in palaces. So they went to see King Herod. Surely he would know where the baby was. But he didn't. In fact, Colin said... He didn't like the sound of a new king at all. It made him very, very cross. He didn't want anyone to be the king except him. And he went off in a big strop. Then Herod's advisors told the three wise men what was written in their books that God had said about a baby king. Go to Bethlehem. There you will find him. Suddenly, the star that they had seen in the east started moving again, showing them the way. So they started to follow it. And it led them straight here to our town of Bethlehem. The star stopped over here. There were no servants or flags or red carpets laid out. Did they get it wrong? Was this the correct place? Or was this what God meant? But sure enough, they found baby Jesus sitting on his mummy's knee. They had found him, the baby king. <clears throat> they bowed their noble heads to the ground and gave him their sparkling treasures. Colin was saying that this baby was a new king of kings. Though he was the mighty God, he had become a helpless baby. This king had not come to be the boss. He had come to be a servant. Like I said, it's such a crazy story, but it's a real story, and it happened right here. Baby Jesus was born right in front of me. Well, thank you for listening to me. I better go and find some food. I'm so hungry, I could eat a horse. Lovely. Thank you, Andrea. That was uh, lovely.
and very interactive, very good. Let's stand and sing our next song together. came to see the baby stood by his mother's side here lay the savior inside a manger oh what a glorious night oh what a glorious night i hear the
Right, so, have you enjoyed yourself so far? Jolly good. So, this part is more interactive, and the adults have to get involved as well. Okay. So, we've heard the story from the donkey's point of view, and we also saw that wonderful clip from the star, where all the animals and the wise men, you could see it from their point of view as well. And if you ever get a chance to watch The Star, it is a fabulous film. It's really, really lovely. It's funny, and it really tells the story in such a lovely way. It's well worth watching it. Now, we're going to look at the story from each person's perspective. So, if you're on a table with Mary, you should have some questions. If you're on the table with Joseph, you should have some Joseph questions. The angels are, there's two tables of angels at the back. There's some questions there for you. And there's some questions for the wise men which are here. On this side, there should be the shepherds, the innkeepers, and also the animals. Okay. Now, that doesn't mean the people in the middle. I'm going to give you five minutes to look at the question from that perspective. The people in the middle, if there is some spaces, we would love you to join the tables to answer the questions. Now, if I can dress up as an angel and stand up here, I'm sure some of you guys could come and join these tables and have a look at the questions. And we know the story now, but what we actually want to find out is how did these people feel? How did the animals feel? How did Mary feel? So I'm going to give you guys five minutes. Don't be shy, everybody in the middle. If you'd like to come and join with the other tables, please do. Um, but I'm going to give you about five minutes to answer the questions. And we can find out, actually, what we think... Mary, Joseph, and the wise men actually felt about seeing baby Jesus. Come on, don't be shy. And also, please, we have some new families here. Um, please. Say hello to each other. We're all very nice here. It's all very lovely. Find out about each other as well. Where do they come from? What are they doing for Christmas? So have a little chat as well, but not too much because we want to have those questions answered. Okay.
And I do notice some people are starting to dress up. Well done, guys. I love the people in the sheep's hat. That's fantastic. Well done over there. And also the innkeepers. Well done, innkeepers. I'll give them. I think we are. The only thing I was just Yeah, just there's Ethan and that there. Just go round and check everybody's all right. I just want to make sure everybody's, everybody's got, got somebody. Um, yeah, Perry's with them. I tell you what, would you go over with the volunteers over there, the lady there, and just say hi and that table there, and the angels. <laughs> Lovely. You all alright here guys? Yeah. All okay? Yeah, Um, I think I haven't got any on either. I'm learning still, so I've got to practice before I get my wings. <laughs> get a halo but not the wings. <laughs> Are you answering the questions guys? Come on, River, get them working. Come on, answer the questions. Hi, guys. There's some questions there if you want to answer them. They're very easy. All right, smashing. You all right? Star, star. Which one? Where's that? Sorry, I'm just borrowing these. There's two. Any volunteers? Come on. There we go. Put them on. That's it. All right, here. Yeah. How are you doing? You all right? Oh, well done. doing here guys we all right oh well done brilliant we all okay lovely sheep lovely sheep <laughs> I think you'd been better off with the angels wouldn't you really you could have grabbed an angel outfit <laughs> all right you're all right with the questions yes lovely are we all ready all okay, everybody. Yeah, you look fabulous. I'm very impressed with you. Well done, Ben. You look really good. Well, next year you'll be up there then. You're right. Good, good. 
Hello, my lovely. You're right. Yeah, are you? Yeah. <laughs> right. Are we all ready? Right, are we all ready? Am I going to have to do one, two, three, look at me. And everybody should go quiet. Otherwise, I'll have to get you all to put your hands in the air. <laughs> Lovely. Right. So, the questions weren't that hard, were they? I didn't really challenge you, but they were some things just for you to think about. So what we'll start off with is Mary over here. So the questions we had was, what do you think Mary felt about having baby Jesus who would be different from other babies? Mary was troubled by this. Yes. So it does say Mary was would be slightly troubled, wouldn't you? I mean, if you think in this day and age, if an angel came and said to you, oh, by the way, you're going to have a baby, um, and it's not by your partner, and he's going to be the son of God, you'd probably be pretty freaked out, wouldn't you? It would be quite a scary situation. And who would you tell? Can you imagine if you posted that on Facebook? Oh, by the way, somebody's just told me I'm going to have a baby, and it was an angel, and it's going to be the son of God. Um, that would probably go very viral very quickly, wouldn't it? Um, and there'd be probably some very strange messages um, tweeted back on that as well, wouldn't there? Yeah. So, and I would imagine pretty scared and pretty worried. How do you think Mary felt about telling Joseph? Um, Mary would feel very nervous about telling Joseph. Yeah, pretty nervous. I think before I married my husband, if I said to him, hi, uh, by the way, I'm um, going to have a baby. It's not yours, and he's going to be the son of God. He'd probably gone, ah! <laughs> and might not have seen him. <laughs> pretty scary thing to try and tell somebody, actually, we're supposed to be getting married, but actually I'm having the son of God's baby. Is probably quite a scary thing to say, isn't it? Yeah. And the other thing is, what do you think made Mary feel better about this? Who do you think made Mary feel better? Um, the angel of the Lord, Gabriel. Yeah, so angel Gabriel came down and said, fear not, it's going to be okay. It's okay. The God, God is going to do this. He's going he's to look after you. We say now, he's got your back. It's fine. You're going to be okay, Yeah. And Mary was really, really faithful, wasn't she? It says in the Bible, in Luke, she's going to be, she was really faithful and she trusted God. Um, and that is a big ask, isn't it? I mean, I really think I trust God, um, but that is something quite to get your head around. To trust him with that is pretty, pretty hard thing to do. And how do you think Mary felt? about having a baby in a stable? Um, she would be anxious. A bit anxious, yeah. And probably a bit like, really? Is that where I'm having my baby? I mean, nowadays we get our bags ready. Ladies get their bags ready, the nappies, don't they? We have antenatal classes. We do breathing exercises. We go and visit a hospital. 
Mary had none of that. She didn't get any choice on that. Um, and it would be like, you know, if you're going on holiday and they went down there and they're booked into an Airbnb and it'd been double booked. And they'd said, I'm sorry, but the only room I've got is in our garage. Um, but you can have it if you like. Um, it's got our motorbikes and a few bits and pieces of fridge, but it's yours if you'd like to have it. Um, and that's kind of what it was probably like for her. She wasn't prepared. Um, she was sitting on a donkey and uh, probably quite scared as well. So that's probably a bit of what Mary felt. How do you think Joseph felt about it? So the questions we had for Joseph were, how do you think Joseph felt about Mary, Mary having a baby who was going to be God's son? Uh, we went with a bit anxious, however went with it. A bit anxious and? How it, but went with it. Yeah, it's probably, probably thought, oh, oh, son of God, it's a, you know, what am I going to do? And, and how, what am I going to tell people again? You know, might be posting on Twitter, on Facebook. Um, Mary's just told me, we're going to have a baby. It's going to be the son of God. Um, and it, yeah, it's probably a bit nervous. What's he going to tell everybody? He's probably quite anxious about it. How was Joseph reassured that everything was going to be okay? Uh, well, he was convinced enough to stay with her. He was convinced enough to stay with her. He was convinced enough because an angel came down in his dream and said, it's fine. Joseph, don't worry. God's got this for you. He is, he's behind this. He knows that you and Mary are faithful and you trust God. Put your trust in him. Don't worry. Just look after Mary. You can do this. What an encourager, hey? I mean, it's scary enough probably seeing the angel, but then to say, don't worry about it. It's going to be okay. God's got this. He's got a plan. Just trusting him. But that's quite a big ask, isn't it? I don't know, you know, if you think about that today, how many of you would go, oh, yeah, all right then. Yeah, I'll do that. That's fine. It's quite a scary thing, isn't it? Even to see an angel in your dreams probably, you know, quite amazing. Um, but, yeah, so he's probably thought, you know, I've got a trust in God. He's faithful. He knew what God had got a plan for him. What do you think Joseph thought about bringing up the Son of God? Uh, he was pretty surprised, but, again, happy to run with it. Yeah, he's happy to go with it. For any of us that have had children... Um, it's a pretty scary prospect when this baby goes into your arms and you can read all the books you like, can't you? But nothing prepares you for that little baby that turns up in your arms. It's scary enough, isn't it? You know, we're going to read, oh, we're going to read Dr. Spock or somebody else about how to bring up your baby. Uh, we go to all different parenting classes, try and read up um, on the latest things, how to wean your baby. But poor old Joseph and Mary, not only have they got that pressure, they've then got added pressure that it's actually the son of God. And that must be quite a, an anxious thing to have. But again, they know that God has got it. He, if they trust in him, it'll all work out okay. So then at the back, right at the back, we've got the angels. We've got, we've got two teams of here. angels, yeah. so if you work together... I'm That's right now it. in a star outfit because I felt like it would be better to 
do this in a star outfit. But anyway. Right. Um, <coughs> well done. You look beautiful. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> so, how do you think the angels felt about delivering the news of the baby Mary? I Mary? think the angels must have felt very joyful about it because it's um, the Lord's son and it's a very historical and amazing moment for everyone. Yeah. Including the angels. And it must have been really exciting. And I wonder if they sort of had a chat. Oh, no, you tell them. Oh, no, I want to tell them. Did they draw lots? Did they say, oh, you know, I know I want to. Oh, I want to. And how did they choose? But obviously, um, Gabriel um, came down and and did the message. But that must have been such an honour, a real honour, a real privilege to actually give that message to Mary. And what about when they told um, Joseph in the dream? I think it must have been very stressful for the angels because, say, for example, Joseph went along and did divorce Mary, then maybe the whole the process for Jesus to be born wouldn't have been as smooth. So it would have been a very hopeful moment for the angels, but also very stressful. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I thought about this because I thought they must have been excited. Oh, I've got to tell Joseph that he's going to have, you know, he's going to help bring out the Son of God. But actually, were they quite anxious? Because they know God's got it, but they know that God's in their corner, God's going to help. But actually, were they thinking, oh, is Joseph going to accept this? Is he going to be happy? What's he, is he going to look after Mary? Is he going to help bring up the baby? Or is he going to go, oh, I don't know, I don't think I can do this. No, it's not my baby. So it might have been that they were actually thinking, oh, have I got to think about what I'm saying carefully to Joseph? I know God's going to give me the right words, but is he going to accept it? And also, when the angels came to see the shepherds, how do you think they felt about their reaction? Well, they must have been... Well, it was a very spectacular sight to see, seeing thousands and thousands and thousands of angels. But also, I think the shepherds reacted very still, very shocked, and it would have been a lot to take in. Because if I looked up in the sky and saw hundreds and thousands of shining, singing (laughs) supernaturals, I would be very, very shocked. But I think they reacted in a very calm way, and I think it was very spectacular to see it. And... I think they must have felt very touched seeing all these angels. And I think the angels must have felt very sure that they would have gone to see Jesus and they would have made another part of the story come true for Jesus' birth. Brilliant. Cool. Fantastic. Uh, uh, That was amazingly put, absolutely, yeah. Um, The angels came down, didn't they? And... um, they came to tell the shepherds. I, I, can't, I don't think I can say anymore. That was so weird. But, but it's like, again, if you can imagine that going viral, tweets, just seen angels in sky, in shock, can't believe what I've seen. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things where they actually had to bring more angels in to say, hey, look, we're not joking here. This is what's going to happen. It's amazing. And what I love about it is the angels praise. They sing like we've done today. They absolutely love it. They're singing, they're praising. And can you imagine the shepherds after that? Wow, 
got to go and see this baby. This is amazing. They then are convinced that this is going. And can you imagine the texts that are going round about, this is happening, the tweets, the Facebook. We've got to go and see this baby. It's so amazing. We're going to find out what the, where this baby is. And we know from the story that actually the shepherds then afterwards just go out and tell everybody. And I think, again, if you can imagine today those shepherds going to a garage by an Airbnb and then going, seeing this baby, and all the tweets and the Facebook messages that be going out about this amazing baby and who he is, um, it, it would be absolutely fantastic now, wouldn't it? It really would. And for them, it must have been absolutely just inspiring to see these amazing angels in the sky. So then we have the wise men. Now, I love that they're the wise men because they truly are. And if we think today about who are our wise men, um, I don't know if anybody watches the Big Bang Theory, but it always reminds me of somebody like Dr. Sheldon Cooper um, or um, one of the um, Brian Cox, who, who's um, also a scientist. I think of them being like that, like really knowledging, seeking knowledge. And obviously they did watch the stars, didn't they? That was the thing, they followed the stars. So, how did they know that they, to follow a star, there would be a special king? They studied astronomy. Yeah. Like, just like I've said, they studied the stars, didn't they? So these guys were really clever, um, and they actually s studied the stars and knew that this star was a special star. And we know that they went to visit Herod, don't we? And what do you think the wise men felt about Herod? They didn't trust him. No, <laughs> right, fantastic, yeah, true. So they went to, tell, they went to Herod because they thought, oh, I'll go and tell King Herod that there's a new king. Because actually, did they think that that might be his son? Um, but actually, they were visiting Herod um, and they expected to see a baby there. And that wasn't the case, was it? Because we know Jesus wasn't born um, in a palace. Um, and when they met him, they didn't really trust him. They thought something was off, wasn't quite right. And how do you think the wise men felt when they saw Mary and the baby Jesus? Uh, overwhelmed, I should think. Yeah. Yeah, pretty amazed um, how wonderful it was to, to see this. They followed that star. And actually, being men of science, they probably thought, the prediction is right. I can now tell some people that we followed this star and actually, we were right. There is something special here. But I wonder as well whether science was overtaken by the actual seeing of a baby Jesus. It's very difficult to explain such an amazing thing, isn't it? And I love the clip where they bow down as well. Um, they're absolutely in awe of this wonderful baby that they've seen. Now, this one I asked you to use Google for to find the meaning of the gifts that they gave Jesus. So, gold is used to, used for the kings, you know? Gold is given to kings, kings yeah, for yeah. use for kings, yeah. And uh, uh, 
frankincense is used for, for fragrance, yeah? For? for fragrance, for fragrance, scent of, yeah? For divinity? For fragrance, For fragrance yeah, and yeah. divinity. Yeah. And uh, myrrh, it's used for anointing kings. Yeah. So myrrh is used. So, yeah, so gold is for kings. Frankincense is um, for aroma. And the myrrh is for anointing a king. So even though this little baby was in a stable, how amazing is it that they brought these gifts as a king? Right. So we're now on to the animals. Because they're really important in this. And I'm going to ask, why do you think the animals were important in this? Why is it so important that we had the animals in the stable? Because they're just as much a part of creation as we are. Yep, they are just as much a part of creation as we were. Are oh, absolutely right. Yep, absolutely right. And what do you think the significance is of Jesus being born in a stable? Because it wasn't anywhere special. It wasn't like a really fancy. It's just yep. really basic. and Yeah, absolutely. He didn't get born in a palace. That wasn't the whole point. He came down here to live amongst us and be um, one of us. And can you imagine that today? He was born, as I say, born in a garage. Um, what would his job be? You know, we, we know he learned carpentry. Maybe he was be doing the boat building here. Um, what kind of things would he be doing in Lowestoft? Yeah, what would he be doing? Would he be helping out a food bank? Um, there's things to think about. What, what would Jesus do today in Lowestoft? What would he be doing if he was alive today? And what is the importance of the of the donkey in the story. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. When I play a part, I go all in. Is it, can anybody translate sheep for me? Hold on. Um, because it was prophesied in the Bible about it being carried on donkeys, and donkeys were very important in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And yes. um, I think that's all we said. Yeah, absolutely. Spot on. That's absolutely right. And when I looked at it, they said there's, in the Bible, uh, donkeys are mentioned 45 times. Um, and when we look at, in the Bible as well, it says lowly lowly donkey so he's not going like today it's like going in a probably in a Peugeot he was in a Peugeot instead of a Ferrari <laughs> or a Porsche or something like that do you know what I mean it's showing you that he wants to be the same of us he was the king of us he wasn't a king in a palace with a fancy house and a fancy car he came on a donkey and we know when we get to Easter that again, he's on a donkey, which is amazing. So this donkey plays a really important role for Jesus. And I did look up, and donkey also means peace. And I think that's lovely because often we say Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And how wonderful is that he's carried on that donkey. 
And that was a long way. And some people do say that perhaps Mary did walk it, but I like to think that this lovely donkey did take it the whole way. And as, as, as the little sheep said over there, it is in the Old Testament about the donkey. And what is the importance of the sheep? You can now bar as much as you like if you want. <laughs> no, I won't, I won't try that. <laughs> um, we think it's about the shepherds, really, and how they were the lowest of low in society. They were outcast. Yes. And it's about inclusion and, yeah. you know, um, so reaching out. Absolutely. Signific significance is they weren't, they weren't in high-paid jobs. They weren't... Um, driving around in posh cars. They were guys that were working. Um, they were looking after the sheep. They probably weren't classed as being what we say now posh. They were just ordinary people, which is, again, showing that Jesus just came and he, had, he held importance with everybody, not just people that were rich, but everybody. It didn't matter. It's like today. It doesn't matter what you were doing, whether you were sweeping a road or you were in a fancy job. He didn't care. That was the whole point of it. And also, again, when I looked in the Bible, there are 200, over 200 references to sheep. And also, we do know in Psalm 23, it says, the Lord is my shepherd. And there is a lot about shepherding in the Bible. And we also quite often refer to um, Jesus as the Lamb of God. Um, so there is quite a significance with the sheep as well. So it just shows you how important all these people have paid, played in this Bible story. And we're on the last one. I think everybody needs to shout cheers because we're on the innkeepers. All right. <laughs> And how do we think the innkeeper felt about not having room for Mary and Joseph? He wasn't bothered. He'd oh, got have I missed out the shepherds? Oh, and they're really important. Sorry, we will go back. I must have lost the shepherds somewhere. The innkeeper wasn't, wasn't bothered. All, all his rooms were full. Business is business. He probably felt a bit guilty when, as yeah. Andrea put it, he saw that Mary was about to pop. But yeah. beyond that, yes. no. No. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, he's probably, again, like, he's got his hotel up and running, probably got a big thing on, um, they've got the census, all the rooms are booked, and he's probably thinking, well, I can't really do much about it. But then he probably looked bad. I feel really, really bad. There's this lady, haven't got a room for her. What could I do? Can I do something to help? So, yes, Absolutely. So he probably thought, well, business is business, but I do feel sorry for this. They've come a long way, and she looks like, as um, the donkey said, she's ready to pop, and that's probably just about right, isn't it? And how do you think he felt about the Son of God being born in his stable? If he'd known that, he'd have given them the bridal suite. If he'd have known that, he'd have got the bridal suite, yeah. If he'd have thought, you know, he'd probably go, oh, I've missed a trick here. Can you imagine it now? Um, you'd have people, you know, you'd have a plaque outside and, and sell toiletries saying, son of God, born here, wouldn't he? And advertising, come down here, we have fireworks in the evening. Um, son of God lives here or was born here. So, yeah, absolutely. He probably thinks, oh, yeah, I've missed a trick here. I should have put her in a lovely better room than that um 
But also, it must have been like, wow, I feel really lucky that this has happened here. But the downside to that is, how do you think he felt about all the people coming to visit? Yeah. Very puzzled, I would think, because yeah. a young woman was given birth in his stable, and then there's these shepherds coming in, and the, the wise men, wondering what on earth's happening? Why are they all coming to my inn? Yes, absolutely. He probably was a bit like, what on earth's going on? There's this baby being born. I've been told it's the son of God. And now I've got all these people with camels and sheep all coming to visit. And he's probably also thinking, oh, I missed a trick here. I should have got some um, teas, coffees out. I could have sold them some mince pies. Um, I could have done a program, come and visit here. Um, you know, in this day and age, if something like that happened, it would be all on the news. They'd have the helicopters out when they're flying over to try and get a glimpse of the baby. Um, and you probably get the police out nowadays to sort of cordon off the road to make sure everybody's as safe you um so he's probably thinking gosh what's going on here i've got all these people and i'm full up already um there must be something really special going on now can i have a wave out from the shepherds i'm sorry shepherds <laughs> oh have your sheep if she, your sheep's got head lice do they need a sheep dip do they <laughs> right so these are very important, aren't they? We've said about the shepherds, how important they were, um, because they worked really hard, um, and they were important to the story. So why do you think those shepherds were afraid at first? We've talked a little bit about this, haven't we? The angels were uh, came out of nowhere, so yeah. it would have been really scary. Yeah. Absolutely. Well yeah. done. That's brilliant, Ethan. You're absolutely right, Ethan. It would have been really scary. I don't know about you, but if I was sitting on a hillside, having my picnic, my nice cup of tea and some sandwiches, and suddenly an angel appeared. Or I'd angels. Be, or angels. I'd be totally freaked out. I really would. It'd be like, what on earth is going on? And why do you think God sent a huge army of angels to join the first one? It was a special event because the, the Lamb of God was about to be born. Well done, yeah. It was a special event. And also I think, I'd like to think that the first angel came along and went, look, I'm telling you this news. And they're all like, oh, I, look, I'm telling you, you've got to believe me. And they're like, don't believe it. I don't believe what's going on. And they're saying, look, it's happened. So he's called all his friends. Come on, come, and, come along, hurry up. They're not going to believe me. They don't believe a word I'm saying. So I need you to come and convince them. I want you to shine really bright, as bright as you can. And also, you've got to sing. We need you to show them that actually, this is so important. The Son of God, the Lamb of God, well done, is actually being born. And they need to go and see him. Why were the shepherds chosen to visit Mary and Joe? Why were the shepherds chosen to... Oh, put my teeth back in. Why were the shepherds chosen to visit Mary and Joseph? We covered this a little bit, didn't we? Spread the message. So if, they see, if they've seen him and know where he is, they could tell everyone else. Well done. I am so impressed, Ethan. That is absolutely fantastic. Tell them where the I star is. I think that is. deserves a round of applause there. Well done. 
I was hoping that one of you would say that, and you did. That's absolutely brilliant. So we know already that they would just like, they probably, nowadays, would probably be something like on, on, a, on a building site or something like that. Um, and Jesus, they were chosen so they could actually then go and tell everybody. Because they were so excited. If you read it in the Bible, they ran out and they told people. It was an amazing thing. So they actually ran out and told everybody. And I think we've answered that. Why then did they share the news with everybody? Still got an answer for it. <laughs> What's that? Because the, the news had to be spread with everyone from, from, from all the way like to the east in Japan <laughs> and to the west in Hawaii. Oh, that's pretty, yeah. That, yeah, the news had to be shared. It was so exciting. Like Ethan said, all the way from the west in Japan and the east to Hawaii, yeah. did you say? Yeah. But nowadays it could just it could just go on it just could be a little message and it just went far it could have gone viral. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. It would go viral, wouldn't it? Can you imagine what it would be like? You never guess what? Saw these angels, told us about the Son of God, bright lights, went to see this baby. He's gonna be the son of God. He's amazing. Ten million views. Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> And it would go viral. It would go round the world. And they would, like I say, they'd have the news people out and there'd be helicopters about, wouldn't they? And it would be so exciting. So these shepherds went out and they shared this exciting news about this wonderful baby. So, as you can see, this story is so much more than just the nativity. Every single person has a part to play that's so important and has so much meaning to this story. So the impact of just this tiny little baby um, and what, he what he impact he has around the people around him is so important. And I love the fact that all these people trust God. They've got faith in what God's saying. I wonder how many people today, if an angel came to see them and said, this is going to happen, I need you to share this news. You're going to have a baby, it's going to be the Son of God. You need to follow the star and there'll be a baby there. Um, I wonder how many people would trust that news. And I just find it amazing that Mary and Joseph had that much faith and trust. How amazing is that? That they just went, yep, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to get on a donkey. We're going to go down to Bethlehem. We're going to have this baby. We're going to bring it up. It's the Son of God. Amazing. And the shepherds, you know, just said, yeah, all right. We're, we're, yeah, we're convinced now. We'll go meet this baby. We know he's important. And we're going to share all about it. Could you imagine that in Lowestoft today? It would just be, you know, amazing. So, what I want to leave you with today is a couple of questions. What impact does this little baby have on your life today? What impact does he have? This little baby Jesus, what impact does he have on your life today? And also, in difficult times... Who do we actually trust and have faith in? When things get difficult, 
Who do we actually put our trust and faith in? So. We just want to end um, by reading a Bible verse for you all, and then Faith is going to pray. And Thea is just here to look beautiful. Um, so the verse today is Isaiah 9, um, verse 6, and it says, for To us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I just want to say in advance, I'm not wearing my star costume anymore, so that's a shame. But anyway, let us pray. Dear Lord, thank you, God, that Mary and Joseph listened and trusted you when sent the heavenly messengers. We give thanks and praise for this little baby Jesus, who was born in a stable and not in a palace, came to show us unconditional love. We pray that you may bring us hope, trust, faith, and peace in this coming year, whatever it may bring, knowing that you will love us and will be there for us no matter what. May we all have a wonderful Christmas and a blessed new year. Amen. We're going to close our service with our last song. Um, so if you'd like to stand and sing, we hope you've enjoyed this morning's service and you'll take a piece of that home with you today.
Thank you. Thank you for everybody who's come along today. We wish you a really Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. On Friday, what time is the carol At 7 o'clock, we have a really lovely carol concert here. Um, so that's Friday um, at 7 o'clock is the carol concert here. And obviously, Christmas Day, we have our service as well. Um, safe journey home for people. And if you want any more information, please just come and talk to us. It's lovely to see you all.